Hey everyone, this is Nick Connery, and it's time to get into the music. Today's show is brought to you in part by WCZR Code Zero Radio, your go-to for the best alternative and indie music. Find them at live.codezeroradio.com or download the free Code Zero Radio app. And now, let's get into the music. Well, hello everyone. This is Rob, and thanks for tuning in to Into the Music. Whether you're a regular listener or hearing Into the Music for the first time, please consider subscribing to the show. This helps to keep the podcast going, and you'll be sure not to miss an episode. Subscribers will get a shout-out and a chance to make an appearance on the show. Just use the link in the show information. Well, it was suggested to me by Craig Black to check out Nick Gonnering, and even going back to my interview last fall with the Gentleman Grifters, Nick's name came up. In that interview, another name came up as well, and that was Brent Felchner, and he plays mandolin on some of the Gentleman Grifters' tracks. In late December, Nancy and I went to one of Nick's gigs, only to find Brent was playing the gig as well, and man, was it good. These guys play some incredible bluegrass-inspired stuff that's infused with an amount of soul, blues, rock, and funk. That's the recipe for some of the most unique music in Northeast Wisconsin, much less anywhere else. So with that, I welcome Nick and Brent to the show. How are you guys tonight? Great, Rob. Doing well here. Great. Yes, doing wonderful. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. You bet. And what an intro. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you know, after seeing you guys up at Station One, man, I was just blown away. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a huge compliment coming from someone who uh, is constantly interviewing musicians. Well, it was a wonderful show, and we're going to talk a little bit about it in just a little bit. But to start, for the listeners, why don't you each introduce yourselves and tell us what instruments you play? Um, Brent, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. My name is Brent Felschlin, and I mainly play mandolin. Started out on guitar, but I uh, found that there were a lot of guitar players in the world and not as many mandolin players. And uh Somebody put one in my hands, and I just kind of fell in love with it. So that's that's what I do. And uh, I'm Nick Gunnering. Uh, I play guitar primarily, and I sing as well. I've dabbled with plenty of instruments over the years, but that's that's really where I love to settle in. And uh, my first real instrument that I pursued was the guitar, for sure. So I've been hanging on that for, gosh, many years of playing now. Great. Well, when Nancy and I caught you guys up at Station One, and that's in Swamico, folks, if you ever want a great place to go catch a gig and have a good beer, go to Station One. You guys put everything into that performance, and I've rarely heard that much variety come from a guitar, a mandolin, and a voice. Where does that all come from? I think just a lot of years of experimenting and not tying down to one particular genre has been a really interesting exploration, especially with Brent and I. We've been playing together for a long time. So over the course of that performing years and playing years, we've just dabbled with so many things. And uh, I think that when it comes to the show environment, it opens us up to this like really, really open, I don't want to say variety show, but there's just a lot of little tricks and 
and things that we picked up over the years that really make it fun for us. And I think that that exudes out into the crowd as we're playing and it just gives a good vibe for everybody when we're having a lot of fun. So that's what we try to shoot for the most. Yeah, I like how some of the different genres connect with people in a different way. And you get to kind of experiment with what excites the crowd. And Nick, you're awesome about reading the room and like, <laughs> should we play this one next or you want to do this one? You know, it's just uh, it makes every show unique and every setting sort of engaging where you're really communicating with the audience and trying to play to what they love too. We cater into most of the sets too. On that note, like we, we never play the same set twice. Um, we, we're always just changing the rotation and trying to find songs that, that really keep it interesting, just on what Brent was saying a little bit more. Sure. Well, like you said, Nick, you guys have been performing together for quite a while now, and it really shows there's something really effortless about how the two of you interact musically. So give us a bit of history about how the two of you met and got to becoming the Nick Gonnering duo. Well, um, actually, uh, I hired Nick as an employee of mine um, many, many years ago, and we kind of connected that way for the first time. Just cool kid with awesome energy and I really enjoyed his demeanor so we got chatting and I remember there was this mango song that he played for me one time and that was like <laughs> it got me hooked I'm like this guy's creative he's got really good energy I want to jam with him and uh I've had a few employees where like they become music buddies when I find out they play music it's like yeah we, we should hang out and uh he moved on job-wise, but uh, we continued to play together and just gather on a few occasions, and, and that friendship really blossomed. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's continued to grow over the years as, as we kind of weave our musical tastes into each other's. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, just to add on that, I feel like we've probably been playing together about 15 years, maybe, in total, something like that. Uh, it just seems like a ridiculous amount of time at this point. But yeah, just as the friendship has evolved of what we like to do and hang out and do together, the music has evolved in that way too, where I remember when I was younger and I used to be hanging with Brent, he'd always be trying to turn me on to bluegrass. And I was always like, nah, I don't know. I can really get into it. <laughs> like, And his palate was like so eclectic at that time even. And then when I circled back around later on in our playing style, yeah, I was really hooked on bluegrass at that point, even to kind of drive where we're at now, uh, which is sort of what formed the Nick Honoring duo uh, this next time around is we've really had a lot of bluegrass influence and we've been trying to go back to super traditional music from, you know, some songs are like a hundred years old. So we're going back and we're touching on these root songs. They've just evolved over the years and, and they push us to evolve in that way. So we're constantly like trying to take on these new weird challenges and try something different and just grow as players and friends. And really, it's it's been a standing project for probably about 10 years, the duo. But it's just been on and off and coming back together. And, and now we're in the same proximity again, consistently, that we're continually working on stuff and putting stuff together. It's so good to hear, you know, and I love what you said about those root songs, you know, those, mm. they just have a lot of soul to them. And you guys really bring that kind of stuff out. And one of the things too, that I really enjoyed about the performances, you guys get done with a song and 
you celebrate it, man. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Sometimes it's it's shocking that we made it through. <laughs> not not to say it in like a in a non professional way, but we really try to keep like such a demeanor of fun and uh, improvisation, I guess that sometimes we'll just go off on the it's like going off the rails and we'll we'll just come up with something in the moment that's just like this airy dream jam that we've never done before (laughs) frankly and all of a sudden it just we just land it or it happens and it just feels great and it keeps it super lively and dynamic in that way yeah so cool. Well, Nick, your stories about how you were inspired to write various tunes are as eclectic as the tunes themselves. Did your writing process develop organically, or is it something you had to work on as a discipline? Um, I'd say that's a both. It goes both ways. Writing as any creative pursuit, whether it's writing guitar parts or writing uh, lyrics or just arranging anything, whatever. Um, I think that you have to start a process with it where it becomes a discipline in some way. And a lot of people are like, you can be just a natural at it, but it won't write songs. You know, you, you have to sit down and like be disciplined about how you put time into the, the craft and, and what you want to build with it. So yeah, I think that I I naturally lean into creating and I'm very organically that way but I have to be disciplined in how I create or like what I want to create so I'm I look for now in like my older age I guess I'm not like that old or anything but as I get older and I write songs I find different context inspires me Uh, so a lot of like folklore stuff has been really inspiring me lately where I'll read a story of old you know Native American folklore or something and it'll inspire this song context that I've never had before. Uh, whereas when I was younger, a lot of my context for writing was just written around circumstances in my life or things that I observed. And now it's, it's leaning a lot more into like, I don't want to say like ancient wisdom by any means, but just more contextual ley lines along that style mm-hmm. of just folklore, old wisdom, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely evolved over the years and become more of a pursuit than it used to be, which was just kind of a natural organic thing. Sure. Well, one tune of yours that has a really fun story behind it is called Squirrel Chatter. And the name alone is fun. (laughs) The song is fun. So tell us a bit about how that one came about. Yeah, this last year, I acquired a banjo. Um, A friend of mine let me borrow his, and um, I really got into this sound of the banjo. And um, what I would find is that I was just roaming around my house, looking out the windows at like things that I was seeing. And I was like writing almost like instrumental tunes about just the things that I saw. And we have a lot of squirrels that roam around our house currently. uh, And my wife likes to feed them. And then we have little feeders for them and stuff because we're just into it like that. And I would just watch these squirrels just do the craziest stuff while I was drinking my coffee in the morning or whatever. And, uh, you know, I happened to have a banjo in my hand most mornings that I was learning it. And uh, I just started plucking that first little melody that like, 
and it, it kind of evolved from there. And uh, every time I play it, I just imagine little squirrel tails twitching and their little feet like stomp into the beat. Yeah, it's sort of a silly song, but I, I just love the groove of it and I love where it came from. It's just so natural. Sure. Well, we're going to play that one right now. So here's the Nick Gonnering duo with Squirrel Chatter. Saturday mornings keep getting better and better with WCZR Code Zero Radio's Fox City's Core Show. Unleash your inner music nerd as we dive into an hour of engaging live interviews with some of the best musicians in the Fox Cities. From origin stories to what's on the back burner, you never know where the conversation will go. That's not all. You can be a part of the show by dialing in or joining our YouTube chat. It's Fox City's Core every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. 
More local, more often. Code Zero Radio. Well, Brent, it seems like you let your playing speak for itself, which is pretty incredible. Not only do you play with Nick, but you've done gigs and recorded with guys like the Gentleman Grifters and Cat Plan, to name a couple. Tell us some of your history and about how you came to be the go-to mandolin player in the area. Sure. It's really easy to be the go-to mandolin player when you're the only one. That's kind of part of what got me to choose the instrument is that it was just unique and, and not everybody plays mandolin. You know, you don't see as many of those in jam circles as you do guitars and even basses. And uh, really, I started off on guitar and bass and just kind of fell in love with mandolin when it landed in my hands. It's just such a melodic instrument and it's really good for accompaniment. So anytime I get invited to a session, it's an easy fit in. And yeah, everything from Cat Plan, which is is sort of gypsy jazz, I think like Django Reinhardt and like 40s hot club jazz, to the Gentleman Grifters, which is another kind of bluegrassy Americana group. You can really cross genres like that. And I just, I love to play. And I think that usually comes through, especially when you have chemistry with the other musicians in the room. It just happens pretty organically. So love being able to sit in with all those guys. Now, when you first started playing mandolin, were you aware of how well it fit into so many genres? Um, Yes and no. One of uh, my inspirations is David Grisman, and he took sort of traditional style bluegrass, which is where he started off, and he turned it into dog music. And dog music was kind of this crossover of bluegrass and jazz and uh, bossa, and like he really made it his own. And that inspired me because, uh, you know, he took an instrument that was traditionally in one genre and just sort of blew it out of the water. And I love having that freedom to wander different places musically. So I try not to let that ever be a, a limitation. Well, Nick, I think I can say the same thing about your guitar playing. It's dynamic and it has a flow to it that keeps listeners really keyed in. How did you develop your chops? It, yeah. I've been playing guitar now for probably, I don't know, 20-some years. It feels like, yeah, like 20 years. And uh, I started when I was young, just learning rock tunes and kind of your typical, like, Stairway to Heaven, ACDC, kind of like starter package, if you would. But I really evolved in my guitar playing a lot over these last, like, three years, I would say. Because you can play an instrument for a long time and just be, like, pretty good at it. But there's like a level where you want to keep pushing and learning and evolving. So for the last three years, I've really been putting in a lot of like dedicated practice time to uh, just learning fundamentals like scales and chord patterns and uh, trying to understand how it all fits together and um, practicing a lot. Uh, Yeah, practice at least like an hour a day just to get chops up and, and maintain speed and just have fun with it. You don't want it to feel so tedious or like daunting, but when you get those fundamentals under your belt and you can really build a good foundation to play on, then it it makes improvising and it makes just like coming up with new stuff just flow so much better. So that's been a huge pursuit over the last several years of just putting in a lot of practice time on guitar and really familiarizing myself with you know, picking techniques, right hand stuff, left hand stuff, just doing exercises. And I know that sounds so lame, but um, <laughs> practice, a lot of practice really 
um, just to try and get better at the craft and see what those skills can bring into your writing or can bring into your just playing in general. And it makes it so much more fun too. I used to really let Brent rip a lot over the top where I just chord for him. And I just loved like watching him jam and do all the melodies. And um, I still do love doing that. But now we've kind of developed this cool, like it's from the bluegrass tradition of like swapping the solos back and forth and swapping melody and lead back and forth. Um, but it's really touching on that dog stuff. Brent was mentioning it's really like rooted in that style of like jazz and bluegrass and just cool mixtures of like weird old rock tunes and whatever we can get our hands on really and just have fun with. Sure. Yeah. It's been such a cool evolution to watch you grow musically and just to kind of talk on like practicing to developing that language between us has been really fun of just like being able to predict scale patterns or chord patterns that the other one's going to go on and playing off of that. It's so fun to interact at that level. Mm -hmm. Even like learning tabs, like, or songs like note for note so that we can go melodically on them. It's just all types of different challenging things that we had never really done before uh, have like evolved from that process of going deeper into that. So yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. And I think that, Brent and I can probably both agree on this, that it's a never-ending learning process. You just have to keep learning and, and growing and pushing the craft. Even something as silly as, like, your pick, changing your pick, <laughs> changing your strings. <laughs> it's all these weird little things that they all add up in the end to make it more enjoyable. Sure. Well, in the bio on your website, Nick, it says that you draw inspiration from soul and funk and hip hop and rock. So you're really kind of pulling in from other genres. So on the surface, I mean, decidedly what we're hearing is bluegrass. And you talked about, both of you talked about that. But those other elements really reveal themselves in a subtle way. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. It's all kind of laced in there. You know, um, and I think that what I'm finding more and more is that, that if you distill any genre down, it goes back to those fundamentals of like, like everything kind of breaks down to the blues or everything breaks back to like traditional music in some way. And it's really weird to see that process because <laughs> I don't know, I don't understand it, but the more that I dive into, the less evolved I get musically. And I, I've been saying for years that, like, eventually I'm just going to be playing, like, sticks and rocks, just banging <laughs> those together and making caveman music or something, because everything has such a deep root in everything else that it's, like, hard to decipher where genres even come in. You know, like, a, one chord can be decidedly rock or jazz or bebop or swing or whatever, just on how you play it. So it's cool to have, like, contextual reference, like, hip-hop beats you know like we'll we'll incorporate a lot with like the foot like kick drum and then like the chop on the guitar like and it's like a hip-hop beat but it's like bluegrass music laid over it so it's it's hard to like really start pulling it apart where those layers even come together so it's it's a good observation that they all just reveal themselves very subtly and sort of under the surface well, I'd like to go ahead and play another song now, and this one being Good Times. And I got to say, it's aptly named. Tell us what it went into this one. Um, this is a tune I wrote. I was working with a band called Big Buddha and the Bellies, and I still do. A lot last year we were working together, though. 
And um, I had written this song when I was playing with them just because I felt like it was such a good time every time that we got together. And um, it's sort of a reflection on simple themes in life of like, you know, good times come and go, but good friends are going to stay. And, you know, that seems to be like a really good modality in my life where I'm not like holding anybody to a, a position or anything, but just knowing that like good people will come back around. And sometimes everybody just needs time to drift off and come back together and grow a little bit. But when everybody gets back together and we all get to have that communal shindig, if you would, <laughs> it's always a good time. So yeah, this song kind of exemplifies that and just being available to it of like, hey, give me a call, you know? Sure. Well, here's Nick Gonnering and Brent Felchlin with Good Times.
Wow, that's a fun one. You guys, watching the two of you perform, whether in person or on YouTube, it's pretty evident both of you are having good times doing it. What do you get off of each other that feeds how each of you plays and the overall presentation? Get it, Brent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been I've been told that it's 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 fun watching me watch Nick, um, and if like at a performance, a lot of times you'll see like my eyes are on him because he's an elusive creature. You never quite know exactly which direction he's going to go, and uh, the energy takes him away. And I love going on long for that ride. You know, if the crowd gets excited, he gets more excited. And so, a song that we were playing, you know at 100 beats per minute during practice is now at 120 beats per minute. And um, you've just got to like anticipate these changes, but that's what's really wonderful about playing together is that we feed off of each other. We can play into each other's stylings and, you know, musical choices, but it's a very organic process that's in the moment and the music is alive. It's not rehearsed exactly the same every time. So that is probably the most wonderful part to me about playing out with Nick is that it's, it's always a new experience. You know, it's always in the moment. It really kind of challenges you to be there. And I, I think of that like as a musical meditation because you really have to be present in the moment to be able to stay with it, you know? But that's a gift in itself, and uh, to be able to share those good times with him and the rest of the people that surround us is is just a wonderful experience. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of fun to bring that presence. Uh, I think that Brent is talking about is just really really enjoyable as a performer to like not be locked into doing the same thing every night, but just to like we're up there like having a conversation and it's. Everybody's just like having fun and we're all just trying to, you know, just stick with it because I can be a little squirrely up there. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but it's, it's always just out of the moment of like, yeah, it would be weird if like in a very, very chill rehearsal, the way that we played it was exactly the way that we played it when there's like however many people in front of us just having a great time and uh, just I feel like that's the life of music that um, I think it was, um, I think it was like Tom Waits or some musician had said the recording process in a lot of ways is like the embalming process. And you go into this like cold, sterile room and you record this album exactly how it's supposed to be. And then like you play it like that forever. <laughs> so it's like entombed in this, you know? Um, and uh, I, I think that music is way more alive and active than that so keeping that in, in the back of your head really can make the performance more dynamic and fun and lively and you're just there you're linked in of course the drummer goes a little faster we play it a little faster you're going to be there with it because you're locked in to the moment and not you some idea in your head of what the moment is supposed to be sure well, a couple of the cover songs that I remember from the Station One gig are Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild, and with it being the holiday season when we caught yeah. you, you did this fantastic arrangement on Carol of the Bells. How did you zero in on particular songs to cover? Man, yeah, that's a tough one. Sometimes we're just playing in preparation for a show, and we play some, like Carol of the Bells, 
this was one that came out of nowhere. I mean, it was December, obviously, and we were playing gigs, and we're like, maybe we should do a Christmas song. And then some other song, I don't even know what we were doing, something in A minor. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, this is Carol of the Bells. We should do Carol of the Bells. And then we like looked up the tab for it to just kind of see what like a fundamental melody would be. And all of a sudden, we were just like, oh, if we did this, we could play this into this part or we can just like dynamically shift it here and yeah you do that run there and then you know that's kind of like that one developed like super organically and then even in a weirder way when we played that one live the first time for some reason i felt compelled at the end of it to go into like nina simone's feeling good so it was like carol of the bells and then all of a sudden you're into and i'm feeling good because it's kind of the same progression so mm-hmm. we, we like to take songs and just like rip them apart like that or mash them together or whatever. Um, and I think that between Brent and I, too, we both listen to a lot of music just in our free time that will bring to the table later and be like, hey, what if we did this? Like, um, like the Dukes of Hazard theme song or something like <laughs> there's something really weird that people aren't going to aren't going to hear out too often or, you know. Brent, you want to add on to that one at all? It's really weird organic Uh, way. Yeah, no, I think you kind of nailed it. And just to like kind of bring up earlier too of finding songs that uh, connect with people, and you know, we had to do a Christmas song to get everybody in the spirit. So that that Mm -hmm. seemed really fitting where it crossed that bridge of sort of feeding our souls of you know playing some delicious licks, but also uh, playing a Christmas song. And yeah, that, that particular night where we mashed those two together was just one of those moments where it really happened. I could see Nick working it out in his head, like, what song is this in the background of Carol of the Bells that I'm hearing? And then all of a sudden it just came out and obviously I was watching him so I could, I could follow, you know, what was happening. But that was a really great night, man. That was a great show. That was super fun. Yeah, sometimes it just erupts out of nowhere like that. So. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it keeps us going. And it's it's a very sustainable energy to tap into, I would say. <laughs> yeah, not only were you guys tapping into it, you know, I know I was. And I think a lot of the people there, they were zeroed in on you guys. And, you know, that says a heck of a lot about, you know, your musicianship, your presentation. Everything was just going for you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, it feels like when we connect in that space, it really, really reaches out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, going forward into 2024, do you guys have any plans to record any of this great material? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we've been working out the recording process. Uh, Talks about possibly going down to record at Rock Garden with the band and get a couple other musicians involved, or even just go do a duo album down there. Uh, we've been recording over all these years that we've been playing every live set that we do. We've got probably like 150 of them on there that we have recorded. Um, so there's a lot to sift through in that. Um, so a lot of material in the works currently that we're looking to record. Um, some stuff we have recorded. Uh, we're just looking to master it and get it out. And um, that's really our biggest project this year is really to get all these songs recorded because we have a lot of them to record and a lot of people asking about them. 
Well, I'd like to play one more song of yours that's on the mellower side this time. This one is called Walk in the Water, which is a beautiful arrangement and performed with some great expression. Is your aim with a song like this for listeners to just lose themselves in it? Uh, I think so, in a way, yeah. That song came out of the pandemic, which is a really, it's sort of a weird context for a song like that to come out. But yeah, I just experienced a lot of my musician friends or just people were like really not in the best headspace during that time. And um, I I noticed a lot of musicians just in general were just writing about how it sucked. And there's nothing against that. We have to acknowledge it. But I wanted to write a song that in some ways kind of outlived that experience that was like laced with a little more hope that people could lean into that a little bit and feel something like, hey, won't it feel nice when this is all through and we can just be out in the world again, you know? Until then, I guess the metaphor is technically I'll walk in the water with you, like I'll go there with you or I'll I'll be in that darkness with you if we need to, but know that we'll make it through. So in a way, it's a song to get lost in because it feels like We all got lost in time there, but it's really more of just a good song of hope. Great. Well, here's the Nick Gonnering duo with Walk in the Water. There's something going on in this sleepy little town I must be walking through the darkness I ain't seen no light around Oh, and these times are changing quickly And the walls are coming down travel through the long unending night There are no horizons at the edge of every shore And I Sure. 
It's about time to wrap this one up, but before we go, please let the folks know where they can find each of you online, your gigging schedules, and how they can buy or stream your music. Uh, the best place at the current moment is my website, nickgonneringmusic.com. Uh, my full show schedule, including all the shows that have Brent, um, that we're going to be doing over the next couple months, and we're constantly adding new dates to that. And all the music that you played tonight, uh, you can find on our YouTube page. We have live recordings of them, and we have plenty of music up on Spotify and iTunes. Less with Brent on there yet, though. So the best place to listen to the duo is on YouTube. And Brent, are you going to be playing out with uh, Cat Plan and the Gentleman Grifters at all? Uh, yeah, Cat Plan has several gigs on the calendar, and uh, we usually just keep that updated on our Facebook page, which again is just Cat Plan. And the Gentleman Grifters, I get invites whenever I've got availability in my calendar and they've got a gig that fits. Um, and I think they usually post that on Facebook to keep everybody up to date. Sounds good. 
Well, Nick and Brent, thank you so much for taking the time tonight to talk and share yourselves and your music. Um, I hope folks in the area will get out and catch your shows because, you know, I had a great time at the show that I caught at Station One. And I really think, you know, watching the videos, say for the August Haven gig and such, everybody just seems to have a good time with you guys and you just do wonderful stuff. So thank you for that. Thank you, Rob. It's been a pleasure to talk with you today and and get to talk about the music a little bit. And thank you for hosting this amazing podcast. I've been listening back through a couple of the episodes, even just today, and it's such a great resource for Wisconsin musicians to get the name out and get the word out about what they're doing and keep people connected. So thank you for that and for having us on tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Much success to you, and uh, we'll catch you out sometime soon. Sounds great, Rob. Look forward to it. Well, my guests today have been the bluegrass duo of Nick Gonnering and Brent Felchlin. Make sure you check them out on YouTube and get to one of their incredible live performances. Join me next time when my guest will be jazz saxophonist and producer Tom Wachatka. If you heard our show with Janet Planet, then you know Tom is her other half and what a creative duo that they are. Thanks for listening and please share into the music with your friends and on your socials. We really appreciate it when you give the show that signal boost. So long for now and we'll see you next time we get into the music. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, and odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music, go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2024 Project X Productions. Join us next time we get into the music. God bless and take care, everybody.